Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerds and I podcast, episode three, no, four, it's episode four. four. Episode four, notes ignitional form of the breakdown, 1975. I'm Cheyenne, here with always Tristan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're breaking down, where I said it, the fourth album. The, the, the last album recorded so far. Best album, in my opinion. My, or at least my favorite. We gotta redo it a little bit. Just a little notes. Yeah, yeah. It's a schedule form. We might as well splice him at that point. Oh, goddamn. Gotta love children. Absolutely. But no, this album came out May 22nd, 2020. And uh, like you said, it's the best album. I, I just love it. It's like I see the songs in this album and I'm like, like the other ones, it sucks because I love the other album so much, but it's just like. To me personally, like there's just no competition. We said it; it's the best collection of songs. Yeah, like if you, these weren't albums and they were playlists, this mm-hmm. would be the best playlist. Single, the best the singles most. released. Man, you can't touch these singles. I'm just looking down, right? Like it starts off with "People," and that's oh. such a different. Like you said, that's a Cage Elephant song. If I ever heard one. But it's so good. And then you got the end, right? And then we get through these phases, right? Like we going through. It's kind of almost reminds me of like Childish Gambino because the internet we get these like loops that signal mm-hmm. we're going to this part of the album. Right. So we get the end right, and then we it goes to Frail Set of Mine, which I uh, oh man might be the best 1975 song. It's my favorite 1975 song. And then we get streaming, and then which is not really a song either. Right. And then birthday party, which I love. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you go a couple songs down. I'm like, those songs are whatever. Yeah, I know. Because this, then because right, 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 right. And then you get to smash it. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Five, God bless America. Mm. Featuring a Febe a Bridges. I love, I don't know. I like how, I don't know if I necessarily like it not saying featuring Phoebe Bridges or like not having her on the thing, but like it's obviously her. It's very Kanye-ish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what their agreement is in terms of like royalties or like anything like that with her not being listed on the song she's probably like the credit to the notes or whatever course, right i mean yeah i mean we can check that out real quick no it reminds me a lot because like some artists right like i was like maybe it's a band thing right because you usually don't see like rock bands featuring somebody you know what i mean she's right. not in the writer tag at least on uh wikipedia you wonder if that was like a thing where she wanted to be anonymous you know what i mean maybe this was uh, so when this would this have come out after or before Punisher this in terms out, of the year? Came out May, so I want to say after Punisher came out June, so just a week, two weeks before. Jesus, Punisher. this yeah. is like a this is like the prelude into her album, if anything. Right, which I makes makes you like she wish she wanted to be featured, right? That way you can get a right. little clout and. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because I mean, it's a band thing, but like Vampire Weekend, when they had the chick from Heim, like Danielle, yeah. they had her, it said like three songs featuring Danielle Heim, or whatever her name was, Estelle, or mm. had whatever sister it was. Heim or Haim, we never say it. We say it different every Haim, time. Heim, whom, Haim. We say Haim. it different every single time, and then we talk about how we say it different mm-hmm. every single time, mm-hmm. and that, that bit will never end. Absolutely. But, uh, let's get the track list over here pulled up, so we can see it a little better. Love it. Oh, Ooh, he hit the zoom. There you go. We hit the all one page there. Nice. No, and I love Roadkill personally. That song is so good. I'm trying to think. Roadkill was like the first song that wasn't a single that I was drawn to. Mm. Like on like running through the album for the first time, Roadkill was like the first song I had to put into a playlist. 
at least like or whatever. Is that the four pack we're picking? Jesus Christ, Roadkill, Meanie Together song. I think there's something you should know. Maybe. Ten, I wish I was your boy. That's such a good. I love that song as well. Mm-hmm. And then, guys, of course, guys. It's a love song for boys. Mm-hmm. The dudes song for dudes. That's for dudes. <laughs> it's that how you get these abs from banging dudes. <laughs> and then I, it's my favorite personally. I think I said she's American. Um, every episode I say different things. I think for the longest time was my. I know when we did the podcast, I said on record it was my favorite. If you're too shy, let me know. I'll listen to the radio edit. I don't want to listen to the, the minute long just instrumentals. No man, can you cut those out sometimes? It's nice when I'm in a car. I'm like, I right, 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 right. Or if I'm just like, if it's in the background or something like that, yes. like I don't need all of it all the time. Necessarily. I'll pick it. I'll just skip a minute and then I'll get right into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's he talking about? He goes to the hotel. And there's they must must have been a murder. They won't let me in. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Either, I gotta get home. I gotta see this I'm girl. I gotta that, see like, this girl. He fell on the cam girl. These lyrics, like, lyrically, I think they've, like, truly evolved when it comes to, like, some of the things they say, like, on this album. Like, it's very much, like, I think they're getting a little more personal, I think, too. Like, especially with, like, Me and You Together song and, like, Jesus Christ 2005, for sure, mm-hmm. where you've got, like, Maddie, like, questioning like who he is and is like is he you know is he really himself because you know he's or at least around this time or whatever headspace he was when he wrote these songs about like you know is he really himself because he's on these drugs or like he's questioning who he is like even like his sexuality and like all these things that he's like you know what i mean but at the end of the day like he's just really focused on like being himself and it's like he's struggling to be himself because he's got all these different like differing like ideas and ideologies kind of going on in his head that are like you know making him like making life confusing for him and he's just putting it putting it straight into the lyrics and straight into the music which a lot of people I feel like once you get to a certain status in music and you hit a certain level of popularity it's hard to be that personal 100%. Because you have to think about how many plays can this get on the radio? How easily digestible is this for the masses? Versus, you know, like a lot of people say, like for J. Cole, like for like a For Your Eyes Only kind of situation. Like he got really personal and his core fans really like that. But if you ask any like generic rap fan, they're not going to tell you For Your Eyes Only is the best J. Cole album. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I did not like it as much as I liked 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Oh, absolutely. But in terms of subject, like, it's very much his T-PAP, right? Where he gets very personal right. in the album. And it's like, it turns a lot of people off, right? Right. There's no... There's no I'm radio not, hits, right? right? I'm not writing this from a perspective of how much money can I make off this album? How commercially successful can it be? This is like straight up. I'm being myself and no one can tell me anything, which I think is really cool for the 1975, considering they're a signed band. Like they're they're an indie they're an indie band, but like you know they're on a label. It's it's much like it's indie is more of a genre than a yeah what it used to mean, right? It's like yeah. they're the genre of indie music, but they're not independent, right? It's like, but the fact that their label is allowing them to be this personal and this experimental. Mm-hmm. 
is fantastic. And I think that's shown a lot in foreign. I, I say foreign, like they're little British. It doesn't feel foreign because, you know, it's in English, but a lot of like non US like base labels allow a lot more creative freedom, I feel like, with with their artists and what they put out. Especially in like the type of music they run, right? Like like you said, a lot of American based labels they want you to they're making songs for radio right. right have you seen like all these like uh artists like complaining that like their labels are more worried about them making tiktoks than music yeah like they're like we need you to post a tiktok every day like we, we don't care about go, you going we, to the we studio need songs like, to go viral we right want, we're looking about we need clicks we need eyeballs right right, right right we don't care about the music we want to like portray this this the image is more important than anything and it's very like it's really weird that people don't like this album like commercially, people didn't care about it, right? Which is, I don't know, because like you said, like they are talking about the stuff, but it's not like they're talking about it in a way that's like not digestible. Like some of these right. songs are like, like it's not like straight up, you know. That you know, I'm, I mean, I just see some of the critiques, right, where they say it's all over the place because there's right. a vary of sounds, but mm-hmm. it's like you almost want that, right? It's like right. You, they're showing how different they can be, how right. much they're not set in this like box. We're not in a lane. Right. We're not, we're a rock band, we're not, we're a pop band, we're, we can do all of this. And it even shows in, like, the numbers of, like, streams are so different. Because, like, some people are going to vibe with people, like, the same people who love people probably aren't going to love something like Roadkill. Right. Like, they're like, I'm here for this. Or someone who came off the last album listening to, like, Give Yourself a Try or, like, uh, Love It If We Made It. Man, I like the birthday party. Yeah, stuff like that. But I enjoy it. I enjoy the diversity. I think I, that that makes them a better artist. It was a real team. tough decision about picking this as the number one album versus mm-hmm. uh, I Like It When You Sleep. And right. I, like, we went with I Like Sleep. I think we said like it's the best. It's Because this is the cohesive vision of it, right? Right. From a bird's eye view, that's the best album. You look at it and you're like, oh, that's... That's a single vision album. That's an album, right? right. And this doesn't feel like this feels less like an album, but I just feel like it's very much a Ariana Grande sweetener situation. Yeah, this reminds me. Well, they were like, I feel like they might have thrown a couple of their EPs in because there's all the rumors about like the music for Cars album was supposed to come out, right? Right. And then it got pushed back. It was supposed to come out like 2019, I remember. There, and they delayed it. And then they're, I mean, they're in the studio for two years, right? Right. And then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like this is very much like an an amalgamation of like different projects they had right and they like let's put it together which is good i mean it still it still flows well you can still like digest all the songs together in one city it reminds me that it's like 22 it's 22 songs right that, like might be their longest album outside the first the, yeah the deluxe like 40 song where it's like they throw in every ep they ever oh, released yeah it. let's give it all to them but no like i'm just this album is very like trying to not repeat ourselves here but like the different taste, but I think it, it works. It works beautifully. Right. It's a. It's that personal album. It's, it's got, like this is. A, it's like a. It's like the, almost the perfect album, right? Because like you said, right. if you're a fan of only the first album versus only the second album, you have something in there that you like. It's almost like the album that, like we said, it's got something for everybody, but it brings. It just brings everyone together. Yeah, it brings the core fans together like i said a for your eyes only a sweetener situation yeah. there's people who swear up and down sweetener is ariana grande's best album what about you i'm a big thank you next guy thank you 
I'm a big thank you next dangerous woman kind of guy, but like, I don't. I wouldn't say I'd put sweetener necessarily last, cause like, you know, breathing's really good. I'm a big fan of uh, God as a woman, like stuff like that. But I always, I always lean towards thank you next. Now, this also got stuff for like. I feel like if you're not a main. 1975 fan. There is those introductional songs like you said, like Me and right. You Together song. Anybody could hear Me and You Together song and be like, who's this? I I'm love surprised it. that this album really got radio play. Like, the songs aren't really that right hard to listen to. Like, Trail State of Mind could have been played on rock radio. Me and You Together song right. could have been on any like pop radio station or rock People, radio station. People, absolutely. Yeah. People could have been like a Kyoto situation for Phoebe Bridgers where like people could have been like that nominated for all the rock everything but like, i'm surprised right. it had no grammy nominations or any i don't think it had any brit nominations either which is wild considering how many a brief inquiry got right oh brief inquiry won the brit like that was the bet like the brits won that best british rock album right so mm-hmm. let's go back and it's look. like at least around this time it's like who else was doing it in the rock scene or indie rock scene necessarily around this time. I mean, they're coming off the Brits where they won Best Al- British Album and Best British Group in 2019. Right. And they're not even nominated for this album, our group. Nothing wow. for the Grammys. This album got no- Oof, nothing. Insane. Well, I guess if you're too shy, let me know. I guess got nominated for Best Alternative and they got nominated for Best Group for the MTV Music Video via the VMAs. Hmm, shout out to the VMAs. That's funny. What, didn't you just talk about the VMAs the other day? Yeah, I did. I was upset that I was, I think, Sia was nominated for Song of the Year with Chandelier, and she lost to uh, Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. And so, I will, I'll never forgive MTV for that. BTS wins Best Group over 1975, but also 21 Pilots, Monster X, Lil Mix, CNCO, Chloe, Haley. Black, Black Pink, Pink, Five Seconds of Summer, Nine United. Listen, I don't know what the fuck that, like, what is the Lil Mix doing in 2020? Nothing. Not a damn thing. I don't know. And then Best Rock Song, Coldplay's Orphan. Never even heard it. Wait, no, they're an alternative. Machine Gun Kelly's Bloody Valentine beats 1975. Some kind of disaster all the time. Low. Let's fall in love with the life. Phineas, Little Concern Between One Pilots, and Doing Time. A cover? People love doing time. Like I, I love doing time too. But like the fact that it's a cover and like went that crazy is insane. Listen, listen. Shout out Sublime. Bloody Valentine is not as good as you should <laughs> let me know. Oh, absolutely not. I think I, I enjoyed that all time low album though. And I think like Bloody Valentine's a fine song. What the fuck were you doing? Hey, they were riding for a wait. So this was up against all the, what, NFR stuff? All the Norman fucking Rockwell stuff? No, I don't think Norman fucking Rockwell even not for anything. But just doing time? That's just the only thing she got for best of Well, people time. were swearing up and down. It was like the greatest Lana th- thing Lana's ever done in her life. But doing time? The, the whole Norman fucking Rockwell thing. Everyone was on it. They, they loved it. <laughs> for some reason. Like, in, like, they're comparing it to, like, the born to dies and stuff like that and i'm just like i can't i can't I believe fucking it. hate the vma <laughs> i can't fucking stand them get these get these uh mainstream award shows out of here kiki palmer hosted it shout out kiki palmer hey i don't know this man 
Lady Gaga won five awards for what? What? What, the, what else going on in the VMAs? Yeah. That's enough with the Fleet Boys. We said, fuck the VMAs, dog. They added. And the Grammys and all of them. Yeah, we don't fucking, like, in, the Nerds are not award shows. The only award show that matters. Absolutely. We gotta get the, hey, someone wanna sponsor the Nerds and Nights? We need that award show. Shout out to, hey, we have a, nerd, we have a, we have a promo code, but W, put on the Nerds and Nights award. <laughs> but no, um, what's your favorite, like, I think we talked about, let's just get back to the categories. Favorite song, is it just as simple as it's first in a first It's frail state of mind. There's no competition. There's no, like, the way the song is structured, it's very much like a, a very underrated artist I always ride for. It's very much a close song if I've ever heard one. Mm. That like house type beat in the back. Like it feels like it's produced by like a Clo or like a Sylvan Esso, uh Marion Hill almost like a like they got a separate producer who's in this like bubble that like no one else is right. Like I listen, it might be the Chicago in me, but I I'm a house, listen, dog. A house beat. Someone who can ride on a house beat like that, it just, I don't know. It hits my soul sometimes. I think my, I love that song a lot. Like we talk about, it's one of our favorites mm-hmm. all time. It's probably my top five. Yeah, instrumentally, it, it's so complex and like amazing. It's almost like they had like a, like an EDM producer like on it. I'm trying to look. It was produced by. Just George and Matt. That's crazy. Let's see, is it expert on UK Garage, an electronic ballad, composed of brisk dubstep beats, a heavy sh- shuffling drum, cascading synths. Trying to see, that's it. Like it's a, it's like four genres in one. <laughs> it really is. It's like have you ever have you seen that guy? He's a Twitch streamer. He'll like. Uh, He'll take random genres and mesh them together, and he'll have like an hour to produce a beat mm. based on the two genres. That sounds like fire. that's almost what it is. That sounds like fire. one of them was like, it was like, uh, I think it was like Christian death metal, and like, like, uh, what is it? Cowboy hyper pop and like ran like just the most random shit like just thrown together. This is my yeah. If you're too shy, let me know. Is my favorite song on the album. I see you on all the time. That's the, the fucking saxophone that uh, hits. The saxophone in any listen top five coolest instruments to hear on like a on a song is like a saxophone dog. I love it so much. Like how the ladies go crazy when my man from Chase Atlantic busts out the saxophone. Insane, but it it fits. Listen, I didn't know there was a music video for. I never I didn't listen to a music video. I've not seen any music video for this. Music just decent. Like it a lot. Frankenstein's monster. What? But yeah, FK. I forget the FK twigs is like some of the background vocals in this. But no, I really like it. it's got like the, it's a very much like you got this smooth, smooth like sax playing all the time. It's oh. like a jazzy feel. But mm-hmm. It's very eighties. It's very eighties inspired. But right. then we got him talking about there's Murder's Hotel. He's got to get. He's right. got to rush back to fucking meet this cam girl online. Mm-hmm. It's very. It's also so like modern. Yeah. At the same time, it's the fact that they've got all this like mo- these modern themes and subject matter based around these like older and already like pre-established sounds and instruments. Right. It's like they, they take like eighties, like they take like eighties pop and rock beats, and right? Put them eighty British rock beats and put them and then talk about twenty twenty two stuff over them. Right. It's kind of like almost like how like Marvel or DC will like reboot the universe. Yeah. 
like for like modern they times. The music universe. Honestly, it was like you've got these like Captain America is a you know what I mean like the same time he's frozen and everything like he's a yeah. World War Two guy all the time, but him adjusting to especially like in like the MCU and stuff like he's adjusting to like today's time versus adjusting to time back in like the. 80s or you know whenever he was originally written it's like if we pulled these boys out of someone took a judge thing out of like 1985 and brought them here they from they from or like fucking uh they're like the avatar like they just were flying on their bison and they dropped in the ocean and were iced away for a hundred years we're on tour with fucking depeche mode and Duran Duran. we woke up fucking here (laughs) the fuck was going on very much a frozen in ice type of band yeah at least for this for the sound at least which i i really enjoy and i really like and i think it opens them up to a wider audience and that's not all their songs though because like right. i said like me together song is not that it's not frail state of mind is not no that. it's not that either it's very it's very modern it's very much like you could put on frail state of mind at like a rave and people will go crazy yeah even though it's not, you know, it's not a rave song. You can play song. people on the rock radio. Yeah, people, people wouldn't even bat an eye. Absolutely. They'd be like, oh, I've never heard of the 1975. And that's like the thing, right, where I feel say it's like the complaints is like they're, able, they're too old to play. So that's the beauty of it is they're right. showing like their music is almost genreless, right? And I think a lot of British artists value the diversity more than... Like even on a broad scale, right? Like you see one like Harry Styles, right? Like, right. Even his music isn't straight up pop music, right? Or boy band music, or just like he's even like, I think like it is just a British thing where like these British even artists, Zane's the same way. Right. Like let's be honest, Zane was in a pop boy band for how many years and came out making R and B music? Exactly. Like you can you can tell. I think Willow is a prime example of this. A voc like vocally this is her training. About that song. I swear. Swear, so man. Right, like, you got Ed Sheeran who's got songs with, like, Future. And he's, like, the top of the pop well, game. You, that's when you really go back and listen to, like, his older music, like, X, right? Like, A-Team and shit. And then Just to do with a guitar. And then he'll then he'll be, like, he'll talk about his favorite artist is, like, Stormzy and shit. And he'll love, yeah. he fucking loves very, rap music. Very Jesse McCartney-esque. Because you got, like, the beautiful soul album that came out, what was it, like, 2003, 2004. And you've got, like, his like the middle of career like stuff for Jason McCartney where he's very much you can tell he's in that Justin Bieber space where like he's been hanging out with all the black artists but you it, can tell it's something where like it seems sincere when the British artists do it right and it seems like so disingenuous when like Justin Bieber does it right and you're but like, Justin Bieber does it no does I agree it well. right but it's like you get like I feel like when American artists do it we're like oh they're just clout chasing right, 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 right or they're right, they're right, like right. race biting right and then when you see, like, a Post Malone, right? When he'll try to go between pop and rap, it's like... Well, but he started off making folk music, like, if we're going to be completely honest. No, I, hey, I agree. I, I'm, I'm a Post Malone. We're Post Malone fans. Oh, yeah. But, like, he'll get shit on for it, right? Right. But then I feel like British artists feel more like... It just seems more... They're not doing it to... When Post Malone, right? They're like, oh, he's doing that to sell more records, right? He's trying to appeal to more people to sell more records. When realistically, his appeal to sell more records are his songs like White Iverson and stuff like that. Yes. When these newer songs and like these popular songs, that's what he wants to make in the first place. Yeah, the rap song, like when he's doing White Iverson, that's not the one that's making him like that. It's almost like if he wanted to sell more records, he'd just make shit like Circles and just be a gigantic pop song. 
He's doing the he's shit. He's got the. Doing it. He voc the Post Malone vocally you is see where, insane. You see where he fell at a concert? Last yeah, night? I saw that. I was, like, I was, I said, <laughs> I was in St. Louis. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh shit! And he's laying there. They're playing the socks. <laughs> But no, I, I feel like this is a 1975 saying like, hey, we, they're kind of fighting themselves on what they want to do going forward. Yeah. And absolutely. I think with some of the singles we've seen from the new album, it seems mm-hmm. like more of a cohesive vision. Right. Or more cohesive sound almost. Right. So it seems like this is like, they're like, we're like, that's why I think of the idea of maybe this is a merge there's a lot of songs they had recorded already. Because it was a decent, well, not as because uh, Brief and Cry was what, 2018? But early 2018. But there was supposed to be an album in between the two. Yeah. And I think it kind of shows in the structure that, like, you know, especially with, like, this music was like a, for this cars. This feels like a bunch of ideas in the same album. Yeah. That's why it's it's called Notes for a reason. It seems like almost like a like when Drake released More Life, right? And he said, this isn't an album, it's a playlist. Right. This feels more playlist vibe. Right. Which I'm okay with. Like I'm, mm-hmm. we both love this album, and it's like, if the second album felt more like the last two, where it's less cohesive, this mm-hmm. album would definitely be the best album. Right. right it's just right. like we loved out that album, and it's a cohesive vision from top to bottom, where this is a more like four or five visions happening at once. Right, but it's like not everybody is contained in the same headspace. Not every album has to tell a story. Right. Not every person feels like they're a part of the same story. Like, if someone feels all over the place, that's the kind of, that their art is going to reflect. I think, that. like, uh, I was watching the interview he does where he breaks down all four albums and he talks about that, about yeah. feeling all over the place. Yeah. But no, like, he talks about that in the interview where he breaks down all the albums mm-hmm. as he's talking about how he felt like torn apart as like almost a person right. recording the album because he just felt like he references that this like the thing he says in the second one that was the last one he had just one they had a vision from top to bottom right like, the images and everything like they set out to make one vision with everything with that album yeah and you've got all the like uh i think each song off the first two albums has their own like visual like poster that goes with yeah. it too which i i really like where they're setting up all like the neon signs yeah. for like the second one or such a and he said they he talks about that they only did that for the first two and they didn't really feel they didn't really right. want to do that or feel the need to do that with the other ones right because they're like they're not if you don't feel cohesive as a person why would you attempt to reflect right, it it's not going to be as genuine right you might not always have a story to tell you just got certain feelings that you need to portray this almost feels more honest right like I feel yeah, like yeah 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 it's more of a, like the last two albums I feel like you get more of a representation of what like what Maddie's dealing with and like I'd like to know more about the songwriting process, right? Like, how much does, yeah. like, the, like, George is the drummer, right? Yeah. And he, like, feel like he's co-writer and producer on every song. Yeah. So I always want to feel like, how much input does he have? How many of these songs are from his visions? Or is it like, right. he comes up with the music, and then Maddie just comes up with the lyrics, and there's no, like, input, you know what I mean? Or maybe they tell each other, like, a thing. Like, it almost feels like Maddie would be like, hey, I'm about to write this song. It's going to be about this Give me some sort of instrumental or production that you wouldn't typically hear on a song with these this theme or this mm. subject matter. I know you don't like them. Another British band. I know you don't care what the Beatles. 
I don't. But I remember watching the the Beatles documentary on Disney Plus, whatever, like the eight part thing. When eight they, part? It's well, I guess I watched no, the Bee Gees one. Not eight part. It's eight hours, but it's like four parts. Oh my god! But the beginning is so dope because it's like they're sitting in a room. Like the whole point is they're trying to. It's them recording their last album together, mm-hmm. and it's like the three of them with Ringo on the drums and like they're in guitars and they're sitting like this close, right? Mm-hmm. And it'd be like all of a sudden like Paul will just start playing something, and then John be like, "That's sick," and then he just start playing with them, and then they're like they'll come up with one line. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, write that down. And then like, that's how the good like you see them make a whole album, mm. and there's no like nothing written. Like, I think one of them brought one song in, then he had like one verse done. Wow. But the rest of it's like they're just sitting there and they're like they're smoking a cigarette or they're like drinking. Very much a Kenny Beats in the Cave kind of. A hundred percent. But when you see like the Beatles doing it, you're like, this is fucking amazing. That's the same. I watched the I watched the Bee Gees documentary. It was the same thing. Them like chilling out and having a. Because uh, around that time. It was like the 70s. You've got all these like, it was the first time that like, like African American artists were like becoming like prominent in terms of like disco mm-hmm. and like stuff like that. And like the Bee Gees is very much a disco heavy like, yeah. like the group. And so it's like, was it necessarily acceptable for them to be you know taking things from like black music and like yeah. putting it into like the mainstream and like stuff like that now that it's becoming popular like like how are you gonna make a disco song around the same time michael jackson is making disco music and like no like just no one's gonna say anything about it right like come on now i'd like to see a documentary or something like i want to see some behind the scenes shit of the 1975 yeah there's it's been it's been enough years but i feel like they're also caught like Maybe they're like closeted people, right? Where they want to keep their private life. Like Matt seems definitely like a private person. Like yeah. he wants and like none of that aired out. Well, I mean, they talk of. I mean, at least these last two albums definitely reference that, uh, like how much distance they feel they should be putting between themselves and right. like other people. Because you have this like veil of like the internet, and you have like screens and keyboards in between, like almost every conversation you have versus. It used to be everything was face to face. Well, it's weird, right? Because you feel farther away, but then also you feel like even celebrities are you're so accessible to, right? Oh, absolutely. And you feel like you know these people when real reality you know nothing of them. Are you just on the persona they put right. on? Right. It's very much a celebrity versus like the like how Asian artists are more idols than celebrities. Yeah. Like they're made for people to look up to, versus like an American celebrity is not trying to be anybody's role model no at never no, sure most of them it's like oh so-and-so had a drug overdose or you know so-and-so fucking killed somebody or yep. you know what i mean was the baby a good boy this week He's like 105 days we very much thrive on controversy and like the negative sides to like fame and, and we almost like want to see these people get torn down oh absolutely we, we were, love can't the, the american people love canceling we love canceling and we love it's like we're almost more invested in the fall we like we build you up just to watch you fall mm-hmm. we'll build you up super quick just so the fall comes that much faster oh, man. they love it like let like look how quickly they try to like uh take down like billy eilish for something like billy eilish was saying something and they and they can never do it can never do it. What would Kanye say? <laughs> Billy Eilish needs to apologize to Travis Scott for something for yeah, whatever that for something she didn't say. Right. Or I'm not playing the fucking uh, Coachella. Yeah. She said I don't know what you're talking about. Kanye didn't play Coachella. People loved it, ate it up. 
and it was just enough clout for Billy to bring out Haley Williams and have probably one of the best Coachella performances of like all time type beat. Damn. Coachella be lit. Just for that. It's just because they get the biggest artists, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Because they get... Because, I mean, you got to think, a headliner at Coachella's price point is like $8 million. They get stadium people. For a fucking hour-long performance. Because Drake would go to Coachella, right? Or is he too big for Coachella? I feel like... I don't know. I feel like Drake... I feel like Drake could only play Coachella. Beyonce was at Coachella, right? That was a huge deal. But Coachella also has two weeks. Where they, they go for one weekend, and then the next weekend, they just redo Coachella again. Yeah. So you've got literally twice as many people as a regular festival. Kanye did Coachella. Well, Kanye didn't do Coachella. He was supposed to. He right? was supposed to do Coachella. But I don't know. You've got, like, I don't see, like, there's some people, like, I don't see like a BTS necessarily doing like a Coachella. Like they're like these people are like you're selling out a whole stadium by yourself. You're making Bad Bunny ain't doing Coachella. Right. You're gonna make thirty, forty, fifty million dollars off of one concert anyway. Yeah. You're not taking eight mil to do an hour set at Coachella, no matter how much clout you Billy get. Billy Eilish and Harry Styles did this last year, right? Yeah. They might I don't know if necessarily like Billy Eilish could get any bigger. But I don't necess- I don't think I see Harry Styles performing a big festival like that again. No. At this point. Especially hearing like about like some of the stories and stuff that's going on like for his tour. Well and it's like he's in a movie now, so he's just getting bigger, right? Right. Every right, right. new festival, we talked about this. He's right. selling these when he does he's going like the Arrowhead Stadium, selling a stadium out. Mm-hmm. And the fans aren't getting close. You ain't getting close to that man. Oh no, 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 no VIP, no nothing. And the Hellcar gonna pick him up middle of the stadium, fly his ass out. You ain't touching him. You're not touching Ed, baby. But no, I'm excited for this next. Like, this is our last album so far. Mm-hmm. Like I said, next week after you hear this, we'll do the bracket. Yep. And then we're gonna break down the newest album, which I'm very excited for. To see where it is in the scope of like the rest of them. Right. We'll save some like we'll save some more. Like we can just do some like parting shots and like. 1975, I think, like you said, is probably the band we both collectively love the most. Yeah, like, say if, like, if there was, like, a point system. Right. It's might, like, I don't think it's either a number one band, but it's, like, it's high enough in both of our lists. They'd be my number two. Like I guess I think they're my one or two. I love them so much. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't really have a, that's hard to make a list right now in my head, but it's, like, they're both, they're in my top five for sure. Oh, absolutely. They're my, in terms of plays, they're, they're my number one. and they're not two. Mm. Top two and oh, what's Drake say? Oh my God, that's a, that's a Drake bar right there. They say I'm top two, but I'm not two. Hold on. It might be that, but I got the one or something like we're that. We're gonna we're in the podcast a little preview of Drake. So I'm gonna play it. I'm top two and I'm not two. It's Galchester. I I know I said I'm top five, but I'm top two, and no, I'm not. And I'm not two, and I got one. Thought you had one, but it's not one. Neighbor. <laughs> Wait for the kicker. <laughs> I love the part where he's like, they want me gone. Wait for the kicker. <laughs> Bury me now, and I only get bigger. That's worth it, my <laughs> I don't hate. I remain Hey, I don't take naps. 
<laughs> me and my money get way too tired to go and do that. Most of them relax. Uh. What's the one? Is that Portland with the, the, the flute? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Quavo. But no, yeah, we're, next week we're going to do the bracket, and we'll be back for being funny in a foreign language. Is, that, is, it called, is it called being funny in a foreign language or funny in a foreign language? I think it's, yeah, being funny in a foreign language. Very nice. And that comes out October 14th. So hype. Four days after. And they have, what? Is that a new producer? Hold on. What? So, the last ones have all just been produced by them, right? And Jonathan Gilmore, which I'm not sure who he is. But the next album has Jack Antonoff, the guitarist. Antonoff? Hey, whoa. The guitarist from Fun. Yeah. And uh, I was like, he's a he's a, a pretty big deal. Pro- a super producer. Bleachers, Taylor Swift, Lord. Lana Del Rey. This man produces everything. Man produced melodrama. Album of the year for folklore. Produced that he was produced the year of the Grammys this last year. Producer got nine in twenty twenty. Wow. Produced Saint Vincent's at last album. Melodrama nineteen eighty nine. Course was from Fun. Oh wow. And I guess he is a producer. Yeah, on this album. I don't know. Oh, he produced Happiness. <laughs> Just Happiness? Like it looks like. Oh, and produced part of oh. the band and produced I'm in Love With You. So all the singles so far have been produced by him. Or he's producing with them. That's fire. Happiness fucking slaps. That song is so good. Oh, yeah. So, album's only going to be 11 songs? It looks like it. 10 songs if you, if you discount the intro. But yeah. So happiness, looking for somebody to love, part of the band, Oh Caroline. I'm in love with you on All I Need to Hear, Wintering Human 2 About You and When We Are Together. 43 minutes long. I hope When We Are Together is just a me and you together song like sequel. sequel. Kind of like the I Like American, America Likes Me, She Likes uh, She's American kind of thing. And I love that. I'm trying to look into this. When they announced like Jack, I'm trying to get into it. Let's see. Well, in recording and off the band, okay, began working with and off at the end of the sessions. Pitchfork, Burt, Inicule, the team's creative pip still stung through Healy, indicating he was hoping to rekindle his relationship with Burton for a future album. Who's Burton? DJ Burton? American record producer. When the producer band for... worked on and off, producer BJ Burton, when Healy admired the prep for Bon Iver. Bert noticed his creative process varied greatly from the band, and they would pull up songs from Spotify and check for positions. So I guess he tried to work with them, but they didn't like each other. Oh. And they got they switched to working with Jack. Burton Healy sought off to work with Antonoff. He called he called Healy called Antonoff the biggest producer in the world out of respect, especially for working with singers like Lana Del Rey. Healy made it clear to Antonov that he retained full creative control of the recording process while working together. And that sh- it, sh- it shows to the rest of the music, too, though. Yeah. Matt kind of seems like a hard guy a to diva. deal with. But it's like, a little Tyler the Creator, if you, yeah, if it's you also will. also his music. The thing about, like, Jack, just from listening to the music, is, like, you'll listen to Taylor Swift, and it still seems like her vision, right? Right. You listen to, he didn't work with Lana until NFR, but NFR still feels like a Lana yeah. album. It feels like he unlocks people, almost. Honestly. Like, he kind of, like, reigns him in. And if... I love happiness already. Mm-hmm, and part mm-hmm. of the band. So, if, 
If he can rein in Matt a little bit. Ooh. Just imagine he goes from here on to oh, 1975. Man. Listen, we're going to do a podcast dedicated to Jack Antonov. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? The man's work produces for Lord Taylor Swift and Lana. Like, come, who else? Is this their first, did they switch record labels? Have all of them been dirty hit? Oh, they've all been dirty hit. Yeah. Or just the last? Okay, they've all been. This is the first one. No, Polydor, though. Ooh. They're just a dirty hit. They're just dirty hit this now. 43 minutes. That's half as long as the last album. It See, but that means it could just be that much better. Yeah, I'm looking at the people that are under them. 1975, The Japanese House. Uh, Biba Doobie. Doobie. No Rome. Pale Ways. Rena. Rena. Wolf Alice. So it's like, yeah, the, that's the people we hang out with. Is That's their band. That's the people on the... They're all friends. Like they're, That's the label. Like the fucking... Like how the goddamn K-pop companies be. Fucking Jay Hope's album release party had the had every K-pop artist in history <laughs> at that bitch. I was like, what the hell? That's if that was their first signing. Was their first? Yeah. That's such a solid first signing. Like, could you imagine? But no. Uh, we'll be back next week. This is the last. We can take it after this week. It'll be a break. Well, not mm-hmm. a break in time, but you'll get a bracket. Mm-hmm. Something a little different. We're going to see what me and T consider... The best 1975 song. Ooh, baby. I'm kind of excited. We're going to keep it 64, keep it normal. Uh-huh. Actually, it might have to be a little less. No, we'll fit some. We'll, Yo. We can get 64 Come songs. Come on now. I'm just, I don't know what I'm saying. We'll figure it out. Put your bets in now who wins. I, I, I guarantee you. Braille's dead alive. Okay, no Bible. <laughs> if it doesn't win, I'll add it. And we're going to try to have a video element for that, too. Oh, Absolutely. But that's it. We're done with the albums. We'll be back in two weeks to break down the last album. It's how's it October already? Is this? Crazy? I know that's wild. I'm how does time you. work? I'll never know. Stop listening to this part. Like we already, we already signed off. It's over. Oh, this is the selfless the, the plug in there, right? Go to w.gg, right? W Energy promo code nerds at night at checkout. Save yourself ten percent. Ten percent. That's that's insane. on me. That's like shipping right there. We're helping you. We're saving you money. We're making money. Absolutely. You know who ain't got a promo code? 